But before I let you go, I'd just like to remind everybody that this episode and all the episodes on YouTube have been brought to you by past guest and friend of the show, Pat McKeown. Pat is very similar to myself insofar as that he's long had an interest in the mind and more specifically the brain and how they both interact to such an extent that he went and spent four years getting a degree in neuroscience and then spent a further year in getting a master's in psychology. Now, what he's done is pretty fucking cool. He's after setting up his own YouTube channel. It's called Pat Psychology Masters and there's a link in the description. Now, what he's done here is he's uploaded all the best bits that he's learned over the last five years and put them into short, plain English, easy to understand YouTube videos for the likes of myself. His YouTube channel has been a massive resource for me in understanding both my mind and the mind of others. So hit up Pat Psychology Masters YouTube channel, subscribe, give it a like and a comment and a share. All that kind of stuff helps. And I'll chat to you soon. And that's officially my first ad, lads. Uh, here's one for you. My little baby brother and past guest and friend of the show, Pat McKeown, said to me a couple of days ago, Hey, yo, Frano, your, your podcast is on all, all the podcast apps, and uh, yeah, it's great, but uh, it's not on YouTube, and you know, YouTube's where it's at. And I went, okay, tell me more. And he continued to tell me that, you know, YouTube as a platform is about 100 million times bigger than all the other podcast apps, you know, added together and doubled, right? It's just, it's just, it's a behemoth when it comes to these things. It's just, there's the internet, most of which is YouTube, and then everything else, okay? Now, the reason that I haven't been uploading to YouTube like I used to is because it requires a lot more effort. Now, not a whole pile more, but just that little bit more effort than I was willing to put in, or have been willing to put in. So, just to clarify that a small bit, you can't just upload an audio clip to YouTube. So, I use SoundCloud to upload my recordings to. I upload it to SoundCloud, and it's on SoundCloud. But then I share what's called an RSS feed. It's just it's just a link, basically. I share a, a URL link. Like, you know, at the top of a web page, I have a link. Well, I have one of those that's specific to my podcast. And what I do is I upload it to, to SoundCloud. But then on other apps, I go in and it asks you, do you want to host your recordings here? Or are you hosting them somewhere else? I click hosting them somewhere else. It says, please copy and paste your RSS feed into this link. I click, I put it in and click the link and boom, I've paired my SoundCloud account that I upload to, to iTunes or Acast or Stitcher or there's loads of different podcast platforms that you can listen to off the leads recordings on. But with YouTube, it's not that simple. With YouTube, what you have to do is you have to convert your audio file to a video file and then upload it and you also have to kind of create a video so what I do or what I used to do was I get the image that accompanied the episode and there's a thing in I think it's Windows Movie Maker or something that you can basically drag your image so that it's you know 15 minutes long if it's a solo episode or 14 hours long if it's a conversation I have with someone and that allows you to upload it and Robert's your father's brother but what Pat said to me is, why aren't you uploading all your shit to YouTube? And I was like, ah, oh, it's just fucking hassle. And he basically said, you know, it's not that much hassle. And I was like, it's more hassle than fucking I have time to wrap my head around at the minute. And he said, right, well, look, if you're interested, I'll upload everything for you. If you just give it my uh, channel a little plug. And I was like, Jesus, that fucking works. Happy fucking days. Like, there's no, there's no cost involved for Pat. Well, a bit of cost 
for Pat on time, but not a whole pile. Because again, he's more fluent in all these things. He's my little baby brother and he grew up with the internet and computers and stuff. And he just gets all this stuff in a way that I don't. So what takes me two hours to do, he has done in two minutes. So what he's done basically is he's, I've given him access to all my recordings. He's going to go in, convert them to videos, put them onto YouTube and uh, schedule them. So one will go live today, one will go live tomorrow, one will go live the next day, adi adi adi, up until such a time whereby I've caught up with myself. And at that stage, hopefully he'll have taught me a trick or two so that I'll be able to do this myself. But what I'm doing for him in return is I'm going to put a little ad, which was basically the start of this episode. The first minute or so of this episode was a snippet. Now, he's going to cut that out and he's going to stick that onto the end of all my solo episodes that are on YouTube. So as you're listening to it, you listen to the solo episode as normal, but just then the last minute, there'll be that little plug to direct people to Pat Psychology Masters, which is the name of his YouTube channel. And I'll be encouraging people to check out his stuff, give it a like, subscribe to his channel and basically learn loads of cool shit about psychology. I've learned loads from it over the years. It's fucking, well, not obviously not doing it over the years, but I've learned loads from him over the years, full stop. But the channel is brilliant because, you know, the channel is there. I can go onto the channel when I'm taking a shit. I don't need to fucking ring him or have him wipe me arse for me. What I love about it is this, you know, there's no cost involved. It's just, it's something he's good at doing. It's something I'm good at doing. And we're just working together on it. It's just a straight up fucking collaboration. Shit like that goes a long way with me. I really, really like that. Uh, another classic example of that is with past guest and friend of the show, Dave Webster. Dave Webster owns uh, Mead's Best Cycling Shop. It's in Trim. Possibly soon coming, or hopefully soon coming to Navin. Um, it's the best bike shop in Mead. Did I mention that? Use the code word off the lead for a 75% discount on all his bikes and all his uh, training equipment. (laughs) Hi, Dave. But anyway, there's a bit of collaboration going on between me and Dave of late. Dave was being charged, I think it was a couple of hundred quid to recycle all his cardboard. Because as you can imagine, a bike shop accumulates quite an amount of cardboard. The The bike comes in a box. You buy the bike. You don't want all the cardboard that comes with it. And because the type of bikes that Dave sell are fucking class, they're well wrapped up in the box. So they're they're thick-walled cardboard boxes to ensure there's no damage done to the bike or the components of the bike in transit. But he ends up with basically mountains of the stuff. And as I said, was being charged 200 quid or two or 300 quid or whatever it was to remove them from his premises. I, on the other hand, have a huge big van, which at least while the restaurants are closed is fucking parked in my driveway doing fuck all. So basically what Dave has done for me and what I've done for Dave is I went to his shop in Trim, best bike shop in Mead, spun cycles if I didn't say that already. We've loaded up the van, we've brought it to the paper mill ourselves. The paper mill is delighted to get a free load of uh, cardboard. Dave's delighted he doesn't have to fork out hundreds of euro to get this done. And Dave gave me a pair of runners because it's a bike and run shop as well. He has a fucking fantastic selection of runners. He's based in Trim. He's hopefully coming to Navin soon. It's the best bike shop in me, by the way. Spun Cycles. Shout out to Graham Mack and co-owner and past guest and friend of the show. Must get Graham back on, actually, because presumably he's done some fucking something stupid. And by something stupid, I mean climb up and down the hill of Tara until he's done twice the height of Everest. Everesting or something it's called. Fucking lunatic. But anyway, so the first run, I think I did a cardboard. I got myself a nice pair of Brook runners. Running runners. They're proper running runners. Fucking deadly things too. 
I got them off him. And then only the other day, I picked up my heart rate monitor from him. Uh, those of you that have been listening to me for any length of time, or more recently, should I say, will know that I've getting back into my training. I'm looking to fight again. And before I can even start thinking about an opponent or a venue or how that whole thing is going to work, I need to get myself into shape. I have been getting myself into shape. I've been monitoring my diet and I've been working out like fuck. But as I mentioned in a previous episode, I ha- I haven't been, there's no, there's no firm plan. Now there's still no firm plan, but I'm inching my way closer and closer to it. So in part, what I've done is I got a heart rate monitor. Okay. So I'm going to start measuring my heart rate as I work out, try and keep it in certain zones. That's another thing I'm only starting to learn i have to find out what my max heart rate is there's a generic thing you know you you i think it's you subtract your age from 220 and that gives you your max heart rate now to me that's way too generic a one size fits all thing like that is bullshit it could not be bullshit i mean you're telling me that my maximum heart rate is 220 minus my age and your maximum heart rate is 220 minus your age it's a bit base for my liking, but anyway, I have to find out what my maximum heart rate is. My understanding of that is you strap on the heart rate monitor so you can actually see your heart rate uh, live and you just run yourself into the ground. You know, sprint as fast as you can until you collapse and see what your heart rate spiked at. What, how high, basically play the game of how high do you think you can get your heart rate? Whatever that is, that's your max heart rate. Now, there's your resting heart rate as well. And my understanding of that is the best time to calculate your resting heart rate is when you wake up in the morning, before you even get out of bed, test your heart rate. Because that's the most rested you're going to be throughout the day. If you get up and go for a piss, your heart rate will have increased just to pump the blood up into your brain if nothing else. Because when you're horizontal, your heart doesn't have to work as hard pumping blood around your body. But when you stand up, all of a sudden it has to pump blood, you know, up a couple of stories, if that makes sense. So my understanding is that the best time to monitor or to get your resting heart rate is as soon as you wake up and before literally you get out of bed. Now, I stand to be corrected on that and the max heart rate thing, because this is all very, very new territory for me. But the reason that I'm saying this, and I don't mind saying it and getting it wrong, is because part of what I love about this whole uh, daily solo series is that I get, you guys get to kind of come along for the ride. Do you know what kind of way? You get to learn as I learn, as opposed to me learning all about heart rate, learning all about VO2 max and the different zones, and then regurgitating it out to you as though you're going to fucking remember. That shit doesn't generally work. You have to kind of come along on your own journey. And again, it's one of the beauties of of this whole thing. At least I think so thing that I've started doing and again it's out of necessity is I've started monitoring my calorie intake so I've, I'm eating right I've been eating right for a couple of months now and by eating right I mean I'm getting in you know a lot of protein a lot of fats not so many carbs that seems to suit me a high fat diet seems to suit me high fat low carb high protein just seems to suit me not for everyone but that's what seems to work for me so that's what I've been doing and I've been eating cleanly so when I say eating cleanly I'm not stuffing myself full of fucking Mars bars and crisps in the evening I'm not eating twirls with whisper chasers before I go to bed like I used to I'm not fucking slugging 10 cups of coffee a day with a spoonful of sugar in each one of them I'm trying not to do all that really dumb stupid shit that you shouldn't do drinking fizzy drinks and all that kind of fucking nonsense and boozing the head off myself. I've cut that down to a real fucking minimum. But 
that's great. Don't get me wrong. But that doesn't tell you how many calories you've had in a day. Now, I'm doing, as I said, strength and conditioning twice a week. And the guy that's helping me out with that was explaining that on the days that I'm doing that strength and conditioning, I need to be eating 4,000 calories. Now, you might say, oh, fucking daily, you get to eat loads. But again, when you're eating clean and you're not shoving Twixes into your fat face, you'd be surprised how hard it is to get in 4,000 calories of actual food. Okay, so forgetting about crisps and Mars bars and magnums and all that shit. When you eat, honest to goodness, food, like food food, stuff not out of a wrapper, home-cooked meals and fucking scrambled eggs and chicken breasts and nuts and all that kind of actual food, and especially high-protein food, what you'll find is real food is actually filling, okay? You might be able to eat a packet of biscuits, but try and eat a packet of fucking potatoes, do you know that kind of way? You're, you're just not going to be able to get that amount of food into you because it's actual food is satiating. It fills you. It makes you full, especially high-protein foods. So what I've started doing is actually weighing my food. And uh, once you know the weight, weight of it, you can uh, see how many calories are in it. So I'll weigh a piece of fucking, I don't know, chicken breast. And it'll weigh, I don't know, 50 grams or whatever the fuck. And then I'll just Google how many calories in 50 grams of chicken breast and it'll tell me now this isn't an exact science lads but it's close enough i mean if i get 3800 calories into me when i'm supposed to get 400 or when i'm supposed to get 4000 or if i get 4200 when i'm supposed to be getting 4000 like that's that's close enough but what you don't want to have is having it in your head that you're eating 4000 calories when you're only eating two and a half or maybe three that kind of a uh, of a deficit if you're if you're missing your target calorie intake by like 25 or 30% you're pissing against the wind and your your workouts are for nothing you're bursting your bollocks in the gym or you're bursting your bollocks on the mats or you're bursting your bollocks out on the road or doing whatever it is that you're doing but you're only getting 40% return because you're not fueling it the way you should be so although i don't have a plan in place per se I have started weighing my food, figuring out how many calories that I'm I'm uh, taking in on a daily basis, and I've started to monitor my heart rate, and I'm trying to incorporate rest days. Now, my understanding is that at the minute, the two hardest workouts that I have will be the strength and conditioning workouts, and I've been advised that two days after my hardest workouts, I should have a rest day. So currently, I'm doing Mondays and Thursdays strength and conditioning, which would mean that Wednesdays and Saturdays, Saturday being today, are my rest days. So I shouldn't be doing anything more than basically walking around and lounging around. No fucking 10k runs, no fucking mad uh, kickboxing or shadow boxing fucking workouts or bodyweight exercises or swims or, or any of that crack. I can go for a fucking light walk and that's about the height of it. The idea being that your body needs these rest days. Your rest days are nearly as important as your workout days apparently. But anyway, that's 15 minutes and I'll chat to you tomorrow.